can dial in toll-free and take uh, take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. The number is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. As always, joining you tonight, it's Ian and Mark. So, uh, much to discuss here this evening, and uh, Mark, all throughout the week we've been, I guess, trudging through, I don't know if that's the right I don't know if trudging is the right word. We've been 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 heavy with calls. Yeah, we've been picking at this uh, lengthy uh, article. I guess it's not even that lengthy, it's just that it's taken us forever uh, to get through it. And it is about the seven deadly sins of the forced education system. Psychology Today has done a report. Uh, the author is not a libertarian, from what we can tell. Oh, I'm certain he's not. But he is a college professor, so he may know a thing or two about the educational system. And he's, from what he's been saying so far, has been really spot on with his analysis that essentially the government education system in this country is little more than a day prison. For children, a glorified babysitting service, but it's more of that. It's more than just a babysitting service. It's a day prison because yeah, well, they're if, forced to be there. Right. If it wasn't, um, you know, you, you'll notice that the, the private schools don't have cops in them. Is that true? Of course, it's true. I, I, I mean, it makes sense, but I just I've never heard that they do. So I yeah. suppose you're right about yeah, that. He calls this the seven uh, seven sins of our system of forced education. And um, n- number one is denial of liberty on the basis of age. And he makes the point that since we have a compulsory education system, that means that you have to do it. It's forced education. Most kids have to go to government schools. They call, they call them institutions. They, you know, there's not too many things in this world they call institutions. Education, you know, schools are one of them. So from the ages of 6 to 16 or 18, depending on the state you're in, you've got to go. And he says that, that causes a lot of problems. Number two, fostering of shame on one hand and hubris on the other. This is the sort of the, the testing system, and the kids that do well in it are you know, proud little little people, and the ones who do poorly in it are uh, ashamed, and it, it creates this sort of class system within mm-hmm. that it's not really conducive to learning. Interference with the development of cooperation and nurturance inside the school system, helping one student helping another student too much, it's called cheating. So he says, you know, this and separating the kids by age uh, causes kids, uh, big kids, to not be as nurturing towards little kids. Number four. Interference with the development of personal responsibility and self-direction. I think that that just that just stands to reason, right? It's a big it's a big problem with the government schools is they, they essentially stand as this icon of all that is important. And if you don't do what we say, then you'll be a failure. You won't be able to make it in life. And the idea that you could self-direct your own learning at a young age is an insult to the government schools. But of course, it's entirely accurate. Right. There are plenty of examples of people that are unschooled, so-called people that stay uh, out of the government school system and are able to direct their own learning and, and they grow up to be very, very well-educated, smart young men and women. As a matter of fact, the fact is all kids self-direct their own learning. They learn about the things that they want to learn about. Um, the problem is is when you take some of the, those things out of their hands. I mean, my son Jack is just excited about learning how to read. He's three years old, and he's trying very hard. He'll sit with a book, and he'll babble at it. And um, he, he certainly knows how to read some words. He can't, obviously can't read a book at the, at the age of three. Some kids can. Uh, parents get them tools and that kind of thing. But, you know, it's um, 
the idea that you're going to you know teach the kids all the right things to learn you know kids learn reading and math i think then they need to go out and learn the things that they want to learn. But school is not set up for that. They can't do it. You've got one teacher, 35 little maniacs, the, you know, on the Lord of the Fly, little, little Lords of the Flies uh, running around. It, it, it's impossible. You know, it's such a regimented, old, I mean, really antiquated system of education. We're talking about a system of education that essentially was brought about in the late 1800s. Uh, in this country. It's called the Prussian system. The Prussian system. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's named after a country that no longer exists. Right. I mean, this is how decrepit the United States school system is. And the idea that it could ever be somehow modified in a way that would make it uh, palatable for those who would support the idea of unschooling is just ludicrous. I mean, there there may be some you know, tweaks and, and things you could do to this existing system to make it somewhat better than it currently is, but anything that's based on force is inevitably going to have problems. So that brings us up to uh, the remaining three, correct? Yep. Number five, linking of learning with fear, loathing, and drudgery. For many students, school mm. generates intense anxiety associated with learning. Boy, remember the, the first day of school? I mean, the, I think I was like, excited on that really? day. Yeah, I was, I was ready to get ready to do anything to get off the farm. Mm. <laughs> students who are just uh, learning to read and are a little slower than the rest. That's me here. Feel anxious about reading in front of others. Tests generate anxiety in almost everyone who takes them seriously. Threats of failure and the shame associated with failure generate enormous anxiety in some. Everybody knows some people that just clam up when it comes to tests. There's no doubt about it. I've always been, you know, a pretty good test taker because I don't take these people seriously. Um, I found it in my college. Let's see. This, he's, he's reading in the first person. By the way, his name is uh, Peter Gray. I have found in my college teaching of statistics that a high percentage of students, even at the rather elite university at which I work, suffer from math anxiety apparently because of the humiliation they've experienced pertaining to math in school. And how many, how many people haven't been embarrassed by a teacher? You know, oh, you know, I, 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 you know go, having to go up in front of the class, not knowing mm-hmm. what you're doing, that's an embarrassing thing. What kind of trauma does that create in a kid's head? And there's no opting out. You have to do it. That's right. I mean, it's because people just don't get it. It's prison. You have no choice. The warden has instructed. There's, there's, a, there's a story, right, uh, that I just that's my show prep here, a kid who got uh, handcuffed in the, the halls of a Chicago school. What? I, you know, they tell them what they can bring to school to eat. They tell them what they've got to do, at what mm-hmm. time. The bells ring. They move around. It's, you know, just like little Pavlovian dogs. That's what I had Indeed. to do. A fundamental psychological principle is that anxiety inhibits learning. I don't think anybody would uh, would argue with that. You'd be distracted too distracted. Learning occurs best in a playful state. As a matter of fact, that's what play is. Play is kids learning. Um, anxiety inhibits playfulness. The forced nature of schooling turns learning into work. Teachers even call it work. You must do your work before you can play. So learning, which children biologically crave, then becomes toil, something to be avoided whenever possible. Now, wait a minute. That sounds familiar. Didn't you read that uh, segment? It's been like, like four on days Monday I mean, or something. Nobody who's listening to this heard that. <laughs> well, our podcast listeners probably noticed uh, the difference because they know. listen to every single episode. Yeah, every but they listen to four episodes in between. Right. But what episodes. happened was you accidentally read the second page of the article, I think. Yeah. I the, think first, like the first paragraph on the second page, thinking that was the start of the article. So that But, but, it, but it, actually, it mirrors the start of the article quite well, um, yeah. you know, showing it. Well, it's a great point, though. I mean, who wants to do work? If they don't, if they could be playing, if you can learn while you play as opposed to learn while you work, I mean, it's an easy choice. 
Absolutely. And, and you know, what the, the advice to kids is, go get a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Oh, yes, you will, because you had to go to public school where you had to work at it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, everybody knows that the things that they didn't enjoy in school, you know, for me, it was chemistry and biology. Yeah. They don't remember any of that stuff. Nope. I took chemistry one honors and biology one honors, and I don't remember very much of any of that stuff. Nope. I me neither. I, you know, it just doesn't stick with me. However, history, I continue to learn history on my own because I like it. I hated history in high school, but I actually appreciate it now. Economics, you know, I like learning that Same stuff. Same thing with foreign language. I remember cheating quite a bit in uh, Spanish too, and uh, just causing all kinds of ruckus in that particular class. And now I wish I knew Spanish better. But it's because it was crammed down on me. It was because of this top-down, we-tell-you-what's-important attitude. I never appreciated that. As somebody who's kind of always been, at least as long as I can remember, always been anti-authoritarian. I never liked being told what to do. The government school's educational model just never was very effective with me. Now, I... I hate ranking these uh, sins as uh, ones that I think are more and less important, but here's the next one's a really big one. Number six, inhibition of critical thinking. The author makes a great point here in just a minute. We'll come back to it here in a moment at 800-259-9231. Also, your thoughts. Welcome about the government indoctrination system. Uh, you can bring up whatever you want. Maybe you're an unschooler and you've got some success stories that you want to share. Anything goes. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. Topic on the table at the moment happens to be the government education system, or as I prefer to call it, the indoctrination system. Day prisons, as it may also be called. Uh, In fact, the similarities between government schools and prisons can be pretty striking. Uh, But we're talking about an article from Psychology Today, and we'll continue that here in a moment. Uh, But I want to make sure that you know that uh, Free Talk Live does have a website that you can access completely free. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites, we give it away. The main feature actually allows you to create the content. So everything you see there on the main page, the different items that have been have these numbers next to them, those were created by listeners like you. Maybe it was even you. Uh, You can go and submit different things you find online like maybe the psychology today article or a youtube video or blog post whatever you think is interesting you submit it and then other listeners will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike it and the most liked will make it to the front page in the top of the site over at freetalklive.com get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny a piece 
Do it from the back of your car with LibertyStickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings. You can check them out. Let your voice be heard. LibertyStickers.com. Um, another thing they offer is if you have a retail shop or maybe you get booths on a regular basis at uh, different events, whether they're gun shows or fairs or things like that, Liberty Stickers will allow you to uh, buy in bulk. They'll give you a, a great rate and you can – it's a different uh, – an additional revenue stream for your business. LibertyStickers.com. So the story is from Psychology Today. It is a college professor who is writing this, not necessarily a liberty-minded person, but somebody who certainly gets it on this one issue. I haven't heard anything I really disagree with uh, thus far in this piece. And he's pointing out about uh, these government schools and how it is that they just essentially sack, uh, sap the, the lives the, or the educational interest out of these young people. And that's one of the things he was talking about there is that because it's work, because they make school into work instead of play, it's just it's a killer to their their interest in learning. Yeah. Whenever you see the uh, the, the amazing stories of the amazing teachers, they're entertaining, you know, mm-hmm. and that's 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 what keeps people's interest. That's you know, you've got to be entertaining if you're going to you know pitch a message. And that's that's all there is to it. Number six, inhibition of critical thinking. Presumably, one of the great general goals of education is the promotion of critical thinking. But despite all the lip service that educators devote to that goal. They did talk about it when I was in, in high school. I yeah. remember that. <laughs> the critical thinking uh, it, it, when you're in high school is the thing that you're not thinking about that they want you to think about. Mm. Um, you know, whereas... Uh, you know what they don't want to hear about high school in in high school is uh, how high school's a prison you know and it it's operably the same as a prison they don't want to, they don't want you thinking critically about that because then you're just anti-authoritarian and who wants that in their student he goes on including most honor students they learn to avoid thinking critically about their schoolwork they learn that their job in school is to get high marks on tests and that critical thinking only wastes time and, and interferes. To get a good grade, you need to figure out what the teacher wants you to say and then say it. I've heard that sentiment expressed countless times by college students mm-hmm. as well as by high school students. In discussions held outside the classroom, I've devoted a lot of effort toward promoting critical thinking on the college level. I've developed a system of teaching um, designed to promote it, written articles about it, and given many talks about it at conferences on teaching. And uh, like I said, this was uh, Peter, what's his last name? Gray. Uh, Now, you know, the idea that students choose not to critically think, that schools, uh, you know, make it so the kids choose not to to critically think is just – it's it's antithetical to what we want from our, our students. You don't need 13 years of public education in order to figure out how to read and write and do math. That's just the rest of it's just babysitting service at the very least. in that time frame, they should be teaching kids how to use their minds in problem solving situations. And I think that they try the very best not to do that. Well, you don't want, uh, from the government's perspective, and the government is in charge of most of the schools in this country, uh, from their perspective, they don't really want you to critically think. They would like to have a group of, uh, year after year, a group of docile, obedient individuals graduating from these government schools. They aren't looking for people to critically think, because if people are really critically thinking, then they might actually think outside of the box that the government school attempts to place them into. 
And that's a very important box for the government. The box is that you must love the government, that the government is good, that the government is necessary, that we need government. So and that older people are always right, that those in authority should never be uh, don't question you know, questioned, you know, a lot of these things right. um, that you should stick with your own age groups, um, all this stuff. Yeah, all kinds of uh, concepts that are transmitted to these youth at, uh, at a very young age by these government schools. It would be very dangerous for those young people to be critically thinking on those concepts. You critically think too much, you'll get kicked out of class. Right, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily, um, you know, the, what what the the government school administrators are trying to do. I'm saying that this is the natural sort of state of a monopoly organization. A government school is a monopoly, whether you want to, whether you send your kid there or not. They still get you still have to pay to run it. So, you know, they get they, everybody's their customer and they're forced to be their customer. If they don't want to be their customer, they'll get kicked out of their house and their house will get taken away and sold on the auction block. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you can go, go ahead and deny that if you want. But it's, uh, well, it's operably not true. The grading system, which is the chief motivator in our system of education, is a powerful force against honest debate and critical thinking in the classroom. In a system in which we teachers do the grading, few students are going to criticize or even question the ideas that we offer. Think about that for a second. I mean, where are you going to get in in high school or college by asking questions, critical questions about the uh, the analogies that are drawn by these teachers? Well, we Look, had- I mean, you know, what do you think it would have been like if I in science class and earth science or whatever back in high school would have said, you know, I don't think Pluto qualifies as a planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would have laughed at me. But in fact, here, you know, de- decades later, they go ahead and take it off. It's no longer a planet. Same thing's true at college. Uh, we've had people call from both high school and college. Call this show. Young people have called to explain what their experience has been in the classroom with these teachers who believe that they have the holy grail of whatever it is that is true. And so maybe we're talking about economics, for instance, where at the college level, many economics teachers are from the Keynesian school of economics, which are these different schools, the Austrian school, the Keynesian school, different kind of uh, beliefs that uh, that apply in each of those schools. And so the idea being that if the the youth who is of an Austrian mindset is in this Keynesian economics right. class. And, and I'd like to point out real quick that the Keynesian economics is always what's going to be taught in school because Keynesian economics uh, is, is a big proponent of sort of government intervention in the marketplace. Where do you think the government's going to teach? Keynesian economics is the status quo, uh, basically. Yeah, it didn't used to be, but and it is now. And so you come into that class as somebody who already is economically educated. You understand the idea of Austrian economics. And this teacher is just presenting a bunch of, uh, to you, garbage. And you know that if you open your mouth or if you take a, a position on a, a, you know, like an essay question or a, a paper, research paper of some sort, you take a position that's contrary to the established mantra of the class that you're going to get a, you know, failing grade on that. History teachers, it's the same way. If you uh, if you interpret history in a way that is not sort of status quo, I mean, I've, every, everybody knows that uh, generally college professors tend to be sort of at the liberal bend. If you if you take anything other than what sort of the liberal mindset is on history, it's going to affect your grade generally. More coming up here. Your thoughts are welcome. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk. 
MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live it is the live saturday edition of the program you can dial in toll free bring up whatever you'd like at 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line 1-800-259-9231 you can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features that you find there completely free. Our mobile site is included. Go to m.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our live streams and podcast as well. That's m as in mobile.freetalklive.com. Here on Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in present uh, precious metals, uh, either as a hedge against inflation, an investment, barter currency, whatever reason you want to have precious metals. We try to make it easy for you. I've created gold.freetalklive.com. There we have gold and silver coins. Uh, you know, Mostly on the radio you hear about gold. You never hear about silver. Silver's been having a much better run than gold. And I think that it's poised to go a lot farther. If Silver's at like $43 an ounce right now. Some experts are talking about it going to 200. I don't know. I'm not. I. I. I it's going to make start making me nervous at 100. I can tell you that. But um, you know, maybe at 100 it'll look like it'll go farther. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. There you can uh, see the coins. They're good coins that you can comparison shop at lots of different places. They're popular coins with the intention of getting gold and silver into your hands as opposed to buying collector coins or anything like that. So it's gold.freetalklive.com. We're talking about the seven sins of the forced education system, as according to Psychology Today. Peter King, was it, Mark? Peter? It's uh, actually Peter Gray, yeah. Peter Gray. Uh, Peter Gray, who is a, uh, I guess he is a college college professor. professor. He's talking about how screwed up the government's education system is. And, of course, he's technically part of it because most colleges end up getting uh, funding from the federal and state governments. Just about all of them. So... um, Let's continue with what he has to yeah. say. Is he talking about critical thinking? Yeah, he's still in, uh, we're still on number six here. Inhibition of critical thinking. And he says, uh, to, to finish this up, in a system in which we teachers do the grading, few students are going to criticize or even question the ideas that we offer. And if we try to induce criticism by grading for it, we generate false criticism. So he's pointing out in just another way how... Public schools and schools in general really create this system. Well, it's a hierarchical system. Yeah, isn't that's it? exactly what it is. The pyramidal system, as as our society has seen the structure so frequently, it's it's found most corporations. Mm-hmm. It's found in the government school. It's found in the government where there's somebody on top, and then people below them, and more people below them, and so on. And essentially, the teachers are on the lower end of uh, of the administrative pyramid. However, they not are from the stu- not from the student standpoint. Correct. From the student standpoint, they are the gatekeepers. These are not the gatekeepers of knowledge but the gatekeepers of the passing grade. Mm. If you don't get the passing grade from the teacher slash gatekeeper, you don't get to move on to the next grade and get one year closer to getting out of prison. Right. I mean, that's really what the goal is here. When you get a high school diploma or a college diploma, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily educated so much as it is that you've done what it takes to get out of prison. 
Yeah, it's it's really funny. I was just listening to another college professor's uh, lecture uh, from uh, Mises.org, M-I-S-E-S.org. And he was talking about how college degrees aren't about selling people education. They're about selling pieces of paper. He said, uh, you know, he was pointing out the, the university that he's at, but it could be any of them. Dartmouth's right down the road here. You can go in and audit a class for free. You won't get a grade, and they won't grade your assignments, but you could go in. You could even do the assignments if mm-hmm. you want. Uh, go in and, and listen to the lectures and do the assignments, and you will find out, you know, you'll, you'll learn things, I guess. I mean, if, if college, in fact, teaches people things, uh, you know, it, it certainly directs them down a path of learning, I would guess. Well, you know, what's the difference between going and auditing a class and paying the hundreds of, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to one of these Ivy League schools? What's the difference? Well, the difference is a piece of paper. A piece of paper. It's not about education. Your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. Let's, uh, we've got one more left. Is that yeah, right? Number seven. Let's talk to Nathan first, though, listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Nathan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Uh, great, uh, great conversation. I've, uh, I, you know, I've never heard your show before, and uh, I just I love all the things that you guys are talking about. And uh, I'll definitely have to you know, look the article up and uh, share it with my my children. So I uh, appreciate you kind of sharing that. First of all, what are your thoughts, um, sir? Go ahead. Well, it's uh, you know the funny thing is, I mean, I I consider myself a good parent. And I'm sure there's a lot of you know people out there that that do as far as trying to um, you know educate my children. Uh, and I even I've even sent a couple of them to you know private school for a time. Uh, but we, in general, can get kind of lazy, you know. We, you know, forget because, and, and this is probably more true of the general population, um, we get dependent upon the school to do all the work for us. Mm-hmm. And we get, you know, we, we've kind of gotten the cycle here where we don't expect to have to do anything. And when the teachers don't do what we would expect, then, you know, People will run and scream and yell at the teacher yep. uh, because, you know, well, I'm not really supposed to be doing all the discipline at home or helping them with their homework or maybe actually learning how to do, you know, some of these things along with them and things like that. So, um, you know, we're Absolutely. kind of in a vicious cycle here. Yeah, the public school system, what sounds like you're telling me is that the public school system encourages laziness on the part of parents by essentially abrogating their responsibility to actually educate their kids or to be even concerned with uh, the education right. the, of the education of, of your child ultimately rests with you it doesn't matter whether um, you know you turn that turn that job over to someone else or not and that's what uh, you know a lot of families do that they have uh, you know one parent you know both parents are working and it's very difficult mm-hmm. for them when we when I when we decided to have a, a child uh, you know the the first deal I talked with my wife about long long ago was Look, I want you know I I want a, somebody to stay home, and mm-hmm. yeah, I I knew it wasn't going to be me. So, <laughs> um, and that's that's how we were doing it. And she's going to be homeschooling my son. Yeah, well, it's uh, you know we we do have a a, a big I think failure to launch problem. You know, um, going back to that kind of popular movie, uh, uh, you know, our, I don't know the exact statistics, but it seemed like we have a lot more young adults, you know, coming back home because, 
you know, we're failing to give them all of the skills that they need. We, you know, we're just like, oh, here, you know, we'll send you off to the public school, and hopefully they'll give you all the skills you need so that, you know, once you turn 21 or 22 or whatever or 18, you'll be able to take care of yourself. And, you know, we haven't even taught them how to do a load of laundry or or uh, make a budget and live on less than you make. And They sure as hell don't teach you that cards. in school. Yeah, the one no. thing that I learned about economics in school was how to write a check. You know, I mean... <laughs> It's it, it seems like they really they, they, they don't make an effort. They don't teach you about you know loans. How many people have to get loans either as mortgages or whatever? They don't teach you about credit cards. They may be doing this now. I don't know. But when I was no, in there, certainly a, didn't. Sometimes they'll let a credit card company on the campus to sell you a credit card. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Nathan, Definitely. for the call and thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. So what are your experiences? Maybe you are in the school system. Maybe you're a part of it. Maybe you can tell us what it's like on the inside. Right. And I'm not saying that teachers are bad for the way that, uh, you know, that this, uh, that they're, I don't even think teachers are responsible no, for No, most teachers I just think want a job. cogs in this machine. Yeah, most teachers just want to help kids learn and they want a job. And unfortunately, most of the jobs that are available in education are available through the government school system. Yep. All uh, of your time is spent trying to teach to these tests that they have kids take it as some kind of federal standards yeah, and things like that. As some kind of uh, benchmark as to what they should be learning. You know, I, I just don't think that multiple choice bubbled in questions are the, the best uh, sort of arbiter of what it is that people should or shouldn't be learning. Should all people be learning the same things? People in Maine, people in Florida, people in California, people in uh, Alaska, should all these people be learning the same things? Well, I, I think not. Not even, not even that division, but the people in, in any given class, the 35 kids you were talking about, they're all different with different interests, mm-hmm. with different skills. They're going to go on skills. to different uh, careers. Right, different talents. And they are being forced into a system in which they are forced generally to learn the same things. And it's just unfortunate that they can't focus more on their interests and hone their craft, whatever that might be, and try to figure those things out sooner than age 18. Because as it turns out, most of the kids that get out of the government high schools, they have no clue what they want to do for the rest of their lives. And in many cases, they change their major a few times while they're in college, which is just a huge waste of time and money on their part or their parents' part. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts are welcome. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kid Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kidessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you'd like. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. Toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, go to promote.freetalklive.com and you'll get a whole list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Once again, that's promote.freetalklive.com. How does cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me, 
This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you want to make of it. There'll certainly be some speeches and a debate, but the boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a whole bunch more to do. There'll also be some shore excursions. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you need to reserve your berth now. We've secured some more rooms, but I can't promise anything after. Well, I guess it's tomorrow is the last day, April the 17th. Rooms are as low as $600, double occupancy, but they will go up after tomorrow. So go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. All right, so we're going to wrap this uh, piece up here. Finally, after a week of discussion, it's been like education week here on Free Talk Live, uh, talking about not only what's wrong with the current system, but also solutions. We haven't touched on those yet tonight. We'll do that here in a moment. Uh, But we're talking about the seven sins of the forced education system, the government school system. Number seven, reduction of diversity of skills, knowledge, and ways of thinking. Oh, yeah. By forcing all school children through the same standard curriculum, we reduce their opportunities to follow alternative pathways. The school curriculum represents a tiny subset of the skills and knowledge that are important to our society. In this day and age, nobody can learn more than a sliver of all there is to know. Why force everyone to learn the same sliver? Mm. When children are free, as I've observed in the uh, Sudbird Valley School and others um, that have uh, observed unschoolers. Sudbury? Sudbury? Yeah, that's it. Sudbury. Yeah. They take new, diverse, and unpredicted paths. They develop passionate interests and work diligently to become experts in the realms that fascinate them and then find ways of making a living by pursuing their interests. Uh, my wife and I have been studying this whole unschooling thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, as a matter of fact, go to unschool, unschoolbus.com, I think is what it's called. Um, there's a family traveling around doing some unschooling. It's kind of interesting. I've been to a couple of uh, sort of uh, speeches on this, and I find it very interesting. It's it's a little too much for me to take, I, uh, but this idea of child-directed learning I think is so important because we all direct our own learning every single day. So why is it that we want to direct kids' learning for the first 13 years? Because adults know more. <laughs> I guess. That's the idea. It's a very authoritarian concept that, well, we've been there, so But they'll we let know. their kids fix their computers for them. <laughs> and, and I'd like to, yeah. you know, adults know more, but <laughs> here's a little factoid for you. Actually, it's not a factoid. Factoids are things that sound true um, but are not. 85% of college graduates moved back home. This is money.cnn.com. You can uh, go check that out. 85% of college students moved back home, college graduates moved back home. What's that say about the ones that didn't graduate? I mean, this is adults know best. They've created a system where kids can't even get on their own. I mean, if that is an indictment against uh, higher education and government uh, student loans and and not to mention a very difficult job market, most of which is created by the government, it seems to me that these people in authority need to not be listened to. Why in the world would you listen to them on something as important as educating your kid, the most valuable thing you've got in this world? By the way, Mark, uh, your definition of factoid is the second of two definitions. The first definition is an insignificant or trivial fact. So factoids are not necessarily false. It's probably been misused enough uh, that uh, the, the uh, you know some other definition has usurped the uh, original one. <laughs> Students forced through the standard curriculum have much less time to pursue their own interests. And many learn well the lesson that that their own interests don't really count. What counts is what's measured on the school's tests. Some get over that, but many do not. You know, you you just you assume that the good students are the ones that get the good grades, but it's not always, not always the smartest true. kids. 
It's the ones that are, you know, sort of adept at using that system. Some people would say, well, that prepares them for the working world. It prepares them for a certain type of job. I'll, it prepares I'll admit them to that. take a corporate job in the hierarchical corporate world yep. and plug themselves in, be like be you said, in the, the cog, hive, a cog in the system. That is what the government school system is designed for. And John Taylor Gatto has borne this out in his books and you can read i think at least one of them maybe all of them for free on his website i think it's john former new york state school teacher of the year the guy obviously knows what he's talking about and he has just railed against this government school system for you know forcing kids into this one-size-fits-all system where at the end of it at the end of 13 years if you go into college then you know 17 years or more at the end of all this time you've cranked out somebody who is is ready to plug into as a cog in the system as this obedient serf this uh, non-questioning functionary essentially that is it's their job yeah they can you know they can shave and they can do things like you know they can get on with their lives Uh, they don't need to, to have their hands held for everything they're they're educated to the point where they're able to take care of themselves but at the same time they're also not educated to the point where they're critically thinking they're not questioning authority they're not questioning their surroundings and their circumstances and uh, they'll just take whatever's dished out to them for the most part. There are exceptions to that, obviously. I mean, I went to government school, so clearly there are exceptions. There are people who can break away but to from some that extent. Critical thinking is society doesn't want critical thinking at all. I mean, when if you run a system that's as antiquated and weird as the one that that we have um, in this country, and some people may call it the best one in the world, that's I, I, you know the best education a, system. In the world? I, I'm just no talking way. about you know in general oh, okay. uh, the best system, the best governmental system. But, you know, societal system. But, you know, there's a lot of beliefs and things that need to be questioned. But people, the society like doesn't that one. want you to question. Like that, like that's a good question. That's a good statement to question that this is the best country in the world. I mean, it's just taken as, as fact. And people, people who are in their 40s and 50s, you know, or, or older, just parrot that. We've heard them call this show and they've made those statements before. And it's, if you don't like it, leave. It's the best country in the world. Well, no. In point of fact, it's not. Not if you look at different factors like... Economic freedom? Yep. No, it no, may it's very not. well have been. You know, the United States was the best country in the world as far as education went in the 1950s. Then the Department of Education was introduced, and it's it slipped down to like rank 50 on the list. Mm. It's incredibly bad. But you know, people will fly their flags and say how great the country is when they're letting these things happen. It's not the great country. If you just lockstep, salute the flag, and don't ask any questions or try to fix it. All right. So what do you do to fix it, though? I mean, what are the solutions here? Do you go to the school board and run for school board and try to change the system from the inside? <laughs> it's going to take you. <laughs> it's going to take you forever. I mean, you know, the the governmental system is created to be incredibly difficult to change. Um, and you know, the founding fathers even said that that they're creating a system that was hard to change. So. It's not like you can just take a little time off of uh, in the evening and spend your little little spare time going out and bothering with these bureaucrats mm-hmm. or whatever. How many people have time to even go to the school board meetings? I think the first that. step is to take – I would take my – you know, do my very best. This is what I chose for myself is do my very best not to send my kid to government school or even private school. I went to both. I went to both private school and government school and frankly, I, you know, there, I didn't think there was that big of a difference. A lot of them. private schools are aping the government school Of course model. they are. Yeah, the, the, the monopoly, which is the 
government school creates the standard by which other schools are judged. So it's it's very difficult. So to that's step a good personal that solution, Mark, to pull your kid out of the government schools. That's a good solution for our own families. But what about the rest of people? I mean, it's still tragic that uh, yeah, you can save Jack, your son, from the government school indoctrination system. But what about the other people who are being subjected to this? Who maybe feel like they can't pull their kids out because they have to work or whatever the reasons. You're responsible are. at the at the bottom line at the end of the day. You are responsible for your kids' education, and you need to take that responsibility for yourself. Yes, if you're sending them off to government uh, babysitting for seven, eight, nine hours a day, then, well, that's that's fine. They're learning something there, but you need to be involved and you need to be interested. This is one of the reasons that I'm really blessed to be able to work from home. I uh, you know, make telephone calls for advertising for Free Talk Live during the day in my little home office, and when I feel like getting out and going and talk to my son or play with him, throw him on the bed or do whatever it is that, that we do to well, spend a little rub time Rub it in, together. why don't you? A lot of people don't have that right. uh, good Dad, fortune. Right. That's what I'm pointing out is so many dads' days are set up that maybe they get to see the kid in the morning for you know half an hour, 45 minutes as they're rushing out of the door and trying to shove some fridge toast sticks in their face. And um, then when they get back, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's bedtime. It's tough. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You don't have to talk about schools. You can bring up whatever you want. Daniel's on the line in Clearwater listening to WFLA. Hello, Daniel. Hey, Daniel, go ahead. Yes, I am calling about your comment on uh, your bullish on silver. And I would agree, from 98 until 03, I was embroiled in a civil rights case from Great Falls, Montana. Tell you what, we can talk more about silver if you want to hang on. We'll bring you back here in a moment. Uh, 800-259-9231. That, we can also give some more educational solutions coming up. Free Talk Live. And now it's time for Letty's Easter Countdown, the part of the radio show where Letty comes out and counts down. Eight days to Easter. Do you ever get that empty feeling inside when you bite into a chocolate bunny? I know I do. This has been Larry's Easter Countdown. Tune in tomorrow for another Easter message. VeggieTales presents Twas the Night Before Easter. Get ready to celebrate the season and discover what helping others is really all about. I've been working on an Easter-themed musical. Up with bunnies. We need a star. Cassie Cassava. She's big time. It's an all-new Easter adventure full of bunnies, music, and love. Featuring American Idol finalist Melinda Doolittle as Cassie. Helping one another. Veggie Tales was the night before Easter. Available at Walmart, Family Christian stores, and retailers everywhere. Own it today on DVD. This is Free Talk Live. We are doing the live Saturday edition of the program. And as always, you're invited to dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you'd like. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free. Uh, So again, enjoy those on us, freetalklive.com where you actually get to vote and uh, submit the content to the site. You create the main page of the, the website, basically, by voting up and down on the things that you like and dislike. 
and the most voted up make it to the front page of the site. So get interactive over at freetalklive.com. For those of you just tuning in, uh, last hour we spent the majority of the hour talking about education, the government indoctrination system, and how it just destroys young people's desire to learn in many cases, and that there's real serious problems that come from the hierarchical structure that it has and the force that is behind it as well. Uh, But I think solutions are important to focus on. We can do that here in a moment. We had Daniel on the line uh, in Clearwater. He dropped off, unfortunately, during the uh, the news break there. It is a long break. He had just gotten into telling us what he was going to, and he kind of brought up silver, and he suggested that we were bullish on silver. Oh, and I am. And I don't know where he was going with his uh, with his point, but let's address, Mark, why are you so bullish about silver? <laughs> well, um, right now, precious metals are, and commodities in general on a rise. Uh, the, federal, the federal government is printing money uh, at an unprecedented rate. When you print money, you add money to the pool, therefore devaluing the money. That's what we call inflation. Uh, the, in fact, people think inflation is a rise in prices. It's not. No. Inflation is an increase in the money supply. Blame government school for that myth. Yep. And now, currently, the United States dollar is the world's reserve currency. That means that when countries do business, generally they do it in dollars. When the uh, world, when the IMF does things and all this stuff, they, they generally do it in dollars. So that means when the United States government prints money, it doesn't print it and spread it out throughout the United States. It prints it and spreads it out throughout the world. It seems to me there have been a lot of rumblings uh, in the IMF, that's International Monetary Fund, World Bank, things like that. They're talking about a new world currency, whether it's going to be what they call special drawing rights or SDRs or whether it's going to be some kind of, I don't know, world token. Got me. I don't know what they're going to call it. But there have been some major situations where some major players in the world economic markets, and I'm talking about countries here, are doing business not in dollars. China's stuck with a bunch of dollars. They're, you know, they're they're on our leash. Is that as a result of that they've they bought a lot? They've bought a lot of our debt. And um, well, by our you mean the U.S. federal government? U.S. federal government's debt, and that it puts them in a bad position. But you know, they can do business with other people and things besides dollars. If the world, if the United States dollar loses its world reserve currency status, um, you know, actually, I shouldn't be using the term dollar. I should be using the term Federal Reserve note mm-hmm. because a dollar is, uh, you know, historically a measure in silver. It's a Dutch term, dollar or something like that. Yeah. And so, you know, the United States Federal Reserve note ceases to be the world's reserve currency status. All those um, dollars around the world are going to flood. A world's worth of dollars will flood back into the United States, into one country out of, you know, 200. That is going to be a real problem. That's going to be a very bad day. You think gas going to four or four fifty is a bad day? That's going to be a very bad day. So if you have a commodity like gold or silver and you can keep it in your possession in a situation like that, that is going to spike because the commodity is still worth what the commodity is worth. It's the dollar that decreases in value. The, the Federal Reserve note, that means, well, you know, you'll 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 have a, you'll have something of value to trade in for more Federal Reserve notes. You know, maybe they'll be able to fix the dollar. Maybe they won't be able to fix the dollar at that point. I think that its heyday is over, though. Um, that's one thing you can count on opinion. is that the, the dollar has lost value over the years. 
more so since Nixon took on, completely eliminated the gold standard. Yeah. Uh, but to, back, of course, earlier in the part of the 20th century, they in the mid 30s they pulled the silver backing from from the dollars, and uh, things got progressively worse over time, especially after Nixon yanked out the you know the, the gold standard, and so it has lost something like 96, 97 percent of its uh, original value. About 90 percent of that came after the in the 70s after Nixon pulled the the numbers, as I understand it. It was some large number. And gold and silver have historically been very good stores of value in comparison to what uh, the U.S. dollar has done. So uh, it's just a it, for me, it's just a. I don't know. I feel safer when I have uh, money in gold and silver because, as you mentioned, I actually have the gold and silver. The government can't just create gold and silver from thin air like they can with the Federal Reserve note. They can just turn on the printing press or increment numbers in a computer somewhere, and all of a sudden there are more U.S. dollars, more Federal Reserve notes out there. And they can't do that uh, with gold and silver, and that is on its own a protection against uh, inflation. Why is silver better than gold? Well, silver, there's actually, as I understand, this is, and I've done a lot of research on it, it's hard to know what the truth is and what the truth isn't, but it looks like there's not enough silver to even meet demand. Uh, the, the United States federal government ceased printing the silver eagles for a while there because they didn't, they couldn't get their hands on enough silver. Mm. As I understand it, there's actually less physical silver in the world than there is gold, and it's used in many industrial applications where gold is not. And it's it's just artificially low against it's gold. Cheaper now too. It's easier to get your hands on it if you're somebody like me and you don't have thousands and thousands of dollars to spend on a few ounces of gold. So let's go to your phone calls. By the way, if you want silver and gold, we've made it easy for you. You can go to silver.freetalklive.com. There are no guarantees, but silver has quadrupled in value in the last uh, ten years. I guarantee you'll get it if you order it. Uh, so let's continue. Well, that's a good point. Uh, let's continue here with your phone calls. Jennifer is with us, listening in Tampa to WFLA. Hello, Jennifer. Jennifer in Tampa. Hi, how are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, you know, um, I like to listen to your show because it really makes you think. I don't always agree with everything you say, but um, I am a, a government school teacher, mm. and something that you guys said just a minute ago really kind of got my goat because at the end of the day, parents are responsible for their students' learning, and that's what you just said a minute ago. We have options. You have public school, you have private school, there's Montessori school, there's homeschool. Parents are responsible. And these days in my classroom, in my experiences, the only thing I get from parents is the blame game when their kids are not learning. That's That's not my fault. No, there's no doubt about that. I agree with you. Uh, But the problem is that comes from, and it is not your fault, you're just working in a system that you're essentially almost forced into because there just aren't very many other options. But the reason why parents behave that way is because they've had their responsibility abrogated from them. Yes, ultimately, you're correct. They are the ones who are responsible. But they chose to give up that responsibility because they were told, essentially, that, look, we're the government. We're just going to take care of your kids. We'll handle their education. You don't have to worry about it. We've decided where to send the kids. We've decided how much to spend on the kids. We've decided everything about their education. You just give them up at the times that we specify during the day in the morning, and we'll give them back to you at the time we specify in the afternoon. And in in between those times, we'll take care of it. And whether that's explicit or not to parents, that is the message that is being sent. And as a result of that, you bear the brunt of it. Right. They get lazy, (laughs) and yeah, you feel all the heat. 
Well, and I agree. I'm not trying to sit here and tell you there are not things wrong with the public school system because there are. And unfortunately, we live in a society now where it's what can you do for me instead of what can I do for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's an overwhelming experience for teachers these days because we are supposed to be doing absolutely everything. The moral training, the educative training, the um you know, hormonal training, anything you can think of, it becomes the, the parents giving that up, giving that to the teachers, and then when it's not going well, it's somebody else's fault. Jennifer, how much uh, latitude do you feel you have in the classroom for te- teaching different things? I mean, I know that there's this uh, no no kids left behind thing or whatever, um, no child left unmolested or whatever the term is that they uh, that the government uses there. The what is uh, how much do you have to teach to tests, and how much do you have sort of of your day to teach kids things that you want to teach them? Well, certainly we have state test where we have a certain curriculum that has to be taught if the student is going to be successful on the test. Now, I teach math and geography um, both in my in my school day. I have a couple subjects of each. So let's say in geography, the you know, in math, the curriculum is very standard. I'll tell you what, I want to, Jennifer, I want to make sure you have time to answer that question in detail. So you can stick with us. We will bring it back here in a moment. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts on education or whatever you want to discuss, you can take control. This is Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free. So head over there again, freetalklive.com. And those features, by the way, include the Shrine of Female Listeners, dozens of ladies who have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. You can see that if you're a lady listener and get details on being part of the Shrine over at shrine.freetalklive.com. It's the shirt that you use most, the white dress shirt. And Paul Frederick has it for you, an athletic, trim, big, and tall, all for 1995, there are more than 55 sleeve, fit, and color combinations. And guys, you know, if you've tried to find a shirt for you know sort of a discounted price, that it's impossible to find one that the neck isn't too tight on, the sleeves are too short on, or the the waist is too big, and it looks like a big balloon, you know, white hefty bag that you're wearing. You can get it for 1995. This is a great deal on a quality shirt. And you can get free monogramming, too. All you have to do is go to 1995shirt.com. Paul Frederick is a respected name in clothiers. All you have to do is use coupon code TUCK, that's T-U-C-K, at 1995shirt.com. All right, so we continue here with your phone calls, talking about education. And Jennifer is on the line with us. I believe she's still there. Jennifer? All right. Now, you're calling from uh, the Tampa area, listening to WFLA. You say that you are a government school teacher. And as you pointed out earlier, the parents have a kind of 
there's been this mentality created where parents are blaming you. Uh, whereas it's their responsibility, as you point out, to make sure their kids are educated. They're blaming you when something goes wrong because, as I've suggested, the government school system sort of removes the responsibility from parents or encourages them to uh, to give it up, uh, on, I guess, voluntarily to the system. Although one could argue it's not voluntary at all because the system is essentially uh, coercing them into sending their kids there. But that's a whole other point. But Mark had a question for you about how restricted you are in your uh, curriculum at school. What can you teach versus what you can't? How much are you forced to teach that you maybe wouldn't want to teach? And you'd just begun answering that before we had to go to the break. So I wanted to make sure you had full time to answer it. Yeah, so, uh, of course, in my math classes, I'm, you know, I, there is a specific rigorous curriculum that I'm supposed to teach. Uh, that doesn't mean that I don't have time to go into other things. You know, I um, often have really inquisitive students, and they'll say, what about this, what about that? So we do sometimes spend time doing other things. But math is the one that is going to be more specific, and you have to stay kind of on track so that they're ready for whatever they're going to learn next. However, in my geography classes, there is a... I guess I could say a loose curriculum, um, but there's a lot of leeway for us to go different places. There are plenty of things in the geography curriculum that I do not agree with, that I do not like teaching. Um, then there are plenty of other things in the geography curriculum that's not there at all that I think we should teach. Um, but then, you know, it, like you said, you can't learn everything. There, it's not possible. You know, so I, I just give my kids the opportunity to ask questions, to say, well, what if this happens? And, what if that? and we just have a lot of classroom discussions. You know, um, one of the things about geography, I have this kind of uh, love-hate thing with it, is, I, you know, I really love the fact that, uh, for whatever reason, I know all the states and their capitals, right? And I tried to learn all of the uh, the provinces and their capitals, too, and, and uh, you know, learn all the countries and their capitals. And, you know, I, I can do 50, I, I can do okay on it. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I'll, uh, you know, get something wrong. But, you know, I wonder, <laughs> so many people go through their life without knowing this information. How valuable is it? I, I, you know, is this is this something that, uh, you know, our kids time should be spent on learning it? I like the fact that I know it. But, you know, is it, 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 most people go through their lives without knowing it. Well, I'll tell you this. Number one, I do not know all the state's capitals. Number two, I don't know all the countries and their capitals. I, could, I don't think who, um, who knows that? I, I think the thing is, I think that people misunderstand what, ge what geography is supposed to be. It's not just about learning where places are. It's about learning about the cultures, what happened there, what kind of people they are. Um, you're going to have some teachers who are all about dates and learn. You know, I have there's one teacher at my school who gives this humongous test where they have to learn like 200 countries and their capitals and ridiculous spellings that you've never heard of. Mm. I don't do that in my classroom. And that's where I'm saying there is a variation. You can decide to some degree what it is that you want to teach. I don't spend my time. I don't think that's enduring knowledge. I think in today's society, you could look it up on the phone, mm, look yeah. it up on the Internet. Um, I just, you know, enduring knowledge is something that you should know because it will help you in your life in the future. That's you sound like a you sound like a good teacher to me. You sound like a lady who who cares about uh, her kids and and that you're out there doing your best that you can within the confines of this uh, this government school system. But what would you do differently if you actually had full control over your curriculum? How how would that change your ability to uh, to teach and to impart knowledge and encourage uh, young people? 
You know, that's funny. That's a really loaded question because uh, in the teacher's lounge, a lot of us are constantly talking about, you know, let's start our own charter school mm-hmm. and uh, what we would call it. We would call it, we can do it better than you. And, you know, just <laughs> silly things. And um, it's just, it, you know, you there, I couldn't even start to tell you because right now I teach one subject mm-hmm. or two subjects. You know, given the opportunity to teach kids all day long, I, the the possibilities are endless. You know, Maybe instead of having these, specific, I mean, yes, we want our kids to be able to read and write, and we want our kids to understand mathematical concepts. But beyond that, maybe instead of having, um, you know, social studies, they could take auto mechanics if they wanted to do that. You know, you could have a million different things, possibilities for them to search out. But, you know, where I'm talking about, I teach one class all day long. Right. So... Jennifer, I hope or that I you and I teach one subject all I, day long. I hope that someday you and those teachers do get to break away from the government school and start doing your own thing. I think that would be great. And I thank you for your call and your thoughts tonight at 800-259-9231. I wonder how common that is, Mark, with the, you know, the government school teachers bemoaning the controls that are placed upon them by the system and wishing yearning for the chance to actually teach in a free situation. I don't know how many how common do you think it is for convicts to sit around and talk about what it's like in, in the free world? Well, they're different than, than convicts, I suppose. They, they get to choose whether or not to go to work. Right. But, I mean, you know, this is their chosen career field, and their chosen career field is, in fact, uh, inc- incredibly stifled. And I think that it's when, – when the conservatives say, these teachers this and those teachers that, they really alienate an important segment of people that could be listening to their message. Absolutely. You know, is, is that lady the enemy? I don't think Mm-mm. so. I don't think so. No. The enemies, if you want to use that term, are the people that are up in the administrative levels of these uh, educational systems. And I wonder even if, even if they are. The fact is, I think it's the, it's the federal government. Once again, this top-down Department right. of Education thing where they dangle out 6% of a school, uh, a, a school system's funding for all these rules. Right, 6%. The higher, up, the higher up you go in the pyramid, uh, those are the ones that are, the, the, I guess, the real culprits in this case. But, of course, we're all at responsibility. We're all responsible for what goes on here because everybody who just puts up with this crap, like we all do, uh, okay, yeah, you pulled your kids out of government school, but you're still paying for them. Uh, Jennifer mentioned that we have options. She's right. There are options, but they're all within the system. So, like, if you live in California, it can be very difficult to uh, homeschool your children. Yeah, they've made it very difficult. There. They've got all kinds of requirements and burdens that they've placed upon those uh, homeschooling parents. 800-259-9231. And, of course, we're all burdened with the taxes for the system, whether we decide to send our kids to it or not. And that's a huge problem. More on the way. You can take control. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me, Mark Edge? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey this November. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're about $600 double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you'd like at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us, including news updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get on our email list or follow our Twitter or Facebook. Again, that's news.freetalklive.com. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. It's an affordable, versatile, reliable rifle. It'll deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle you have to have if you can have only one. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue here. We'll take your phone calls about what you want. We've been focusing on education here uh, tonight. Of course, you can bring up anything you like. Let's talk first to John on the road in Michigan. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Ian and Mark. Hello, John. In this Michigan. This is John from Maine. Oh, John from Maine. Well, that's yeah. a little ways yeah. off, but uh, welcome, yeah. sir. Are you in Portland? Uh, actually, as good question. I just uh, drove by it. Okay. Yeah, you're probably listening to WGAN in that case. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, uh, a couple of uh, things. I, I, I find that uh, the educational system, anyway, is being dumped on, I think, uh, unfairly because I think it's being asked to clean up the wreckage of really poor parenting. Um, and the reason I, I say this is, you know, I'm looking at some studies, and one of them is the uh, Kaiser study, Generation M2 study, that talks about the average 18, uh, 8 to 18-year-old is spending an average of seven and a half hours in front of some form of media, including listening to shows like this and, uh, you know... Now, I doubt I, there's a lot of high school students pouring over their radios right now. <laughs> I understand that, but they're also, what are they, they're on Facebook... Yep. Twitter. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, PlayStation mm-hmm. uh, and TV uh, and an average, and that has gone up over the past ten years of over an hour. Okay. Uh, a day. Now, think of think of. I want you to think of it like this: five hundred years ago, when there was you know, Native American people running around everywhere. What do you? What were they teaching their children? Probably how to hunt and fish and perhaps grow some crops. Survival skills. What, yeah. what, are, what are our parents teaching our kids, teaching their kids? I, I don't know. I, I hope that uh, parents that are teaching their kids now are teaching them survival skills for a new world. Well, if the average kid is spending seven and a half hours in front of some form of media every day, they're teaching them how to on their butts and entertain themselves. Well, I don't know. Um, What I remember. So, I mean, television isn't all Hollywood housewives uh, and the computer isn't all video games. Yeah. Inanity. Um, There's a I mean, you know, I'd rather have my my kid sitting in front of a a computer than I would a television. Honestly, doing doing what? Doing what? How much of that time is actually spent doing homework? Do you have do you have any data to support the supposition that it's the educational system? Do you have any data to, to support yes, that homework do. does anything? 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You gonna give you gonna give uh, the Native American what, kids what, uh, what, some what, word what problems the, on uh, how to hunt and fish? What is the most important? Okay, I'll ask you a question. What is the most important ingredient in terms of skill development? Desire, <laughs> attitude, time, time spent doing an activity. Time doesn't matter, world? dude. You have yeah. to have the desire yeah, to no, learn. Yeah, yeah like I, I, I spent some time pl- learning how to effort, play the trumpet effort, in fifth effort, grade. Effort matters. Effort matters, and and being able to overcome, uh, you know, persistence when you're when you're uh, when you're having a difficult time with a subject. But you know, not everything is going to be pleasant in life. And what you're saying is that everybody is work and hard work. Uh, the function of What's most important is, is hard work and being able to put 10,000 10, hours to develop world-class skill. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. You're putting words into my mouth. I haven't said anything like that. I think what well, we've you said, said... You just said... Well, go ahead. I think what we've said tonight is that the government school system is awful and that it saps young people's desire to learn. It destroys parents' responsibility to teach their kids. Oh, and you're, the, saying, you're saying that it's the government, you're saying it's the, it's the educational system that's making the kids sit in front of media seven and a half hours no, a day. No, I think people are going to always that's be about... That's absolutely what you're saying. I think that's that, absolutely what you're saying. Because no, all you the said that. the education system is responsible for is to try to give them, open up different, different ideas so that kids can learn to try and think It's really about not about what different ideas. It's about one idea. The education system delivers one message to a classroom of kids, and actually that message has been homogenized over the years, and it's actually a oh, one message to all the kids. I don't know how long it's been. I can't Sir, I don't know how long it's been since you've been in school, but I was in school a decade ago, <laughs> and there were plenty of electronic activities going on there, too, just so you know. Lots of teachers who and used videos you, you, to teach their kids. Huh? How did you become a DJ? I got an internship by going down and asking Work. for it. That's right. You went and you actually tried. You developed a skill. That's right. right? But you I didn't do it because of school. Course. I did it, sir. I didn't do it because of school. I did it in spite of school. The woman oh, that ran the uh, the externship class at that's the right. school don't that give, I attended. Don't give your school any credit for anything. I won't because they tried you. to stop me from doing what I wanted to do, sir. It's all about you, and 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 just so that people can listen to your inane ideas without any. Data excuse me. What? Ex- excuse me. Inanity. What is inane? This was a college professor that was doing this article, not us. What was in? Excuse me. What is inane about setting parents and their kids free from a one-size-fits-all oh, monopoly school system? You know, you can't even. I can't even ask you a question. I can't even ask you a question. You accused me of spouting inanities, and I'm asking you, what is inane about setting parents free and their kids free from a one-size-fits-all monopoly school system? Because a lot of kids don't have money to be able to afford to go to any other school type of school. That is that is nonsense, sir. In the absence of the coercion, in the absence of coercion, there would be charitable school options. And you the fact is, there's a private school. Wait a second. Wait a second. There's a private school in my town that's fifteen hundred dollars a year to send your kid to. It uh, they spend in my town. 
$15,000 a year, and they don't even have a high school. They send those kids out elsewhere. So it's 10 times the cost to send a kid to a public school as it is to a private school. So I what's spend... the dropout rate in, the, in college right now? How many kids, what's the dropout rate in college? Let's see how much you actually do know about this topic. What am I? Like some kind of encyclopedia? What's the dropout rate in college students? Dropout? Yes, I'd like, I'd like to, because you're spewing all this, this stuff that there's, somehow there's these people that, the educational system is the problem. What, how, what is the dropout rate in, in college? I don't see why the fact that I don't have at the top of my head the dropout rate from college. How can you speak, how can you speak about anything related okay, to this? How many, wait a second. Wait a second. How many students return to uh, home after, after college? How many college graduates uh, return back to their domicile, their parents' domicile after college? Well, because they can't find the No, no, that's, that, that's because isn't an answer. It's a number. So you don't know either. The fact that you don't know that doesn't mean that you are not qualified to give an uh, to talk about this issue. Yeah, we're plenty qualified as qualified, I'm qualified as because else. the government steals my money to pay for this organization. Yeah, and you justified it. You think it's you think it's okay to steal because some kids might not be able to afford to go to school. Is that right? Oh, I absolutely think that uh, that if I'm going to if I'm going to live in this country, I think that I should should be able to ex- absolutely get a, uh, a health or I mean not not only health care but uh, uh, education should be part of being a being a citizen. In Even if you have absolutely. to extort people and and threaten them with violence in order to get it right. Yeah. These words, the words that you use are words are accurate. Sir. I'm sitting in front of media right here. I just found out that one third of college students drop out. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you, Mr. Know-It-All. 800-259-9231. Might, I'd rather have my kids sit in front of PBS all day than go to public school, honestly. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. We're not experts. We're just people with opinions. Right. Just like you. It's Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find Amazon links there. Allow you to link into the Amazon for your country, U.S., Canada, Germany, U.K. We've got those links there for you. You click into the appropriate link and it'll take you to amazon and you're entering to the regular amazon site you're just going through our portal so amazon knows that we sent them the business meaning that a portion of their profits will then go to free talk live when you enter through the links that you'll find at shop.freetalklive.com so get your shopping done buy used buy brand new free super saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items dozens of categories it's amazon just start your shopping through shop.freetalklive.com sacl cai has a full orbed approach to account recovery it's really three companies in one they do collections early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables sacl knows that the way they treat your customers reflects on you their staff is respectful they record every call and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled 
as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. SACL CAI. So we just got off the phone with a guy who was just completely defending the government school system. He thinks it's, it's good that we have it because parents are so awful. Yeah, it's right. it's easy to lay this at the, the uh, doorstep of parents. And I agree that ultimately you are responsible for your child's education in the same way that you are responsible for feeding them. You're responsible for everything about your child's life. That's your responsibility. And if you turn it over to somebody else, you cannot expect that that person is necessarily going to do as good of a job as you might do mm-hmm. or as you would want them to do. For instance, if you're trying to sell a house, yes, you're turning over that responsibility to a real estate agent, but ultimately it's your responsibility. If the real estate agent is showing the house, you need to clean it up beforehand. You need to make sure that the curb appeal is good. You need to you need to take responsibility in the sale of that house. Otherwise, you're not going to get the top price. And it's the same way with your kid. How can we expect parents, though, to be prepared to educate their kids when all their responsibility has been taken? From them. When I went to public school, they gave me a a little tray with little compartments on it, and they put different food in those compartments, and that was the food I was to eat. I mean, they told me what to live and how to do it. And most people do not break out of this paradigm. They never, as the article was pointing out, they. The public school doesn't teach people to critically think. It teaches them to do the opposite. It teaches them to learn what the teacher is teaching so that they can regurgitate that at a later time and spit it right back out. What are parents doing other than just turning their kids over to the same organization that taught them and that their kids do it and their kids do it? I don't know any better. The fact is, over time, because the United States school system and you know most of them around the world are monopolies, they don't respond to market influences in the same way as the marketplace does. Let's go to your phone calls. Nick is in Illinois. Nick, you're on the amp lines on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. Hey, Nick. I consume a lot of media. I'm one of those guys who spends eight hours a day consuming media. Most of that is video games. But you know what I do while I'm playing video games? I listen to podcasts, including whole seminars on economics and philosophy and history from Mises.org. Because I like to keep my logical mind busy while my reflexive mind is busy with the video games. Yeah, I've, Actually, I've heard it, a lot of people say this that are sort of right-brained, um, you know, powerful or something like that. That they'll give their left brain something to do while they're using the right brain, and it's, it's uh, that it you know sort of uh, subconsciously t- teaches them things. I think it's interesting. Actually, I should say it's the other way around. I play video games to have something to do while I'm listening to educational media, and even back in high school, I, you know, they always they they always tell you, you know sit up and pay attention. But I was hiding a Game Boy under the desk, playing it while I was listening, and I passed with straight A's. Hmm. So it, if anything, it, it improved my ability to pay attention because I wasn't bored. It's interesting uh, because media, what, you, can, what it sounds like you're saying is that uh, maybe kids today can handle multitasking in these ways that the yeah. gentleman on the phone can't even fathom. Uh, it's, again, one of these ideas that, well, because we're the grown-ups, we know what's best. Even though, as you pointed out, Mark, it's their, the, the grown-ups that are having their kids fix their computers for them. So is there the possibility that the next generation down the line may actually know better how they can learn than the generations that came two generations before them? Oh, oh yes, the multitasking ability of of my generation, the younger generations, is probably really startling to grown-ups. Um, but in addition to that, the media I consume also includes watching PBS documentaries, reading online guides for things like programming. I, I taught myself how to program in C sharp and Java entirely from online resources. Hmm. I taught myself how to create applications from 
or applications with Windows Forms and the Windows Presentation Foundation, and I learned it a lot better, faster, and more efficiently than I ever did in school because I was able to set my own curriculum and I had the drive to learn these things. And the time, sure, like the last caller said, but you could force me to spend all the time in the world to learn something I just don't care about. And I can tell you my retention rate is going to suck. I'm just going to learn the bare minimum it takes to pass the test with the best marks. Yep. Yep. I mean, how many of us I'm did this? Going to forget it. I, 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 the people that people people must know that this is what goes on. I mean, this is what I did throughout high school. Great points yeah. tonight, Nick. Anything else you want to share? Yeah. Well, yeah. The other thing is that um, one quick story in geography. I learned the names of the countries all around the world, mm-hmm. and I didn't learn anything about what life was like in any of those places, and I've forgotten most of those names anyway. So, what was the point? That's how my geography class was. It was just names and maps. You know, one of the things about history and geography, though, if you can use these uh, these terms as kind of touchstones, it makes people listen to what you're saying. So if you're talking about, uh, you know, Southeast Asia or something like that, you mentioned uh, Kuala Lumpur is the capital of Malaysia or something like that. People know that they don't know that. It makes you seem like an expert. So you're able to use that information to lever in the, your your point. Nick, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's talk to Matt, also calling from Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Hi, gentlemen. How are you tonight? Great. What's on your mind, Matt? Um, I wanted to address the the woman who called earlier, and now I want to address the, the gentleman who called earlier. Uh, a couple of things. First off, it's very difficult a lot of times in a lot of states for people to homeschool. The the state has put up a bunch of road roadblocks. They don't want people to homeschool, uh, or they don't seem to want people to homeschool. As as you stated earlier, Ian, most of the most of the um uh, choices that you have are within a certain paradigm, within a certain box that mm-hmm. you have to take. So if I wanted to open a school I know electronics and if I wanted to open a school of electronics or teaching electronics I'd run into all kinds of robots. I doubt very much that uh, any state entity or any government entity would allow me to open a school. And if I tried, they'd probably come in and shut me down. Yeah, I mean, you are in Illinois. Right. And with all their regulations and everything else, I'd I'd have to have teaching certificates and, uh, uh, you know, spend thousands of dollars educating myself to, to, you know, do things their way. So I wouldn't be able to do it my way. Right. You'd essentially have to be an extension of the government school system in order for them to not continue aggressing against you in that way. Right. And then uh, this gentleman comes on and says, it's the parents' fault. Well, if it's my fault, then damn it, let me be free. Let me take my kids out of school and teach them the way I want to teach them instead of the way the school system wants to teach them. Let me do it the way I want to do it, and therefore I will take all the blame, and I will happily take all the blame. It's it's one of those things that points out that in order to be free, you have to let everybody be free. You have to quit coercing people into you know with the tax system, and just let people run their lives the way they want to run but their Matt, lives. What about and- the poor? Well, the people are poor because they're taxed. I mean, if I had the, the extra $3,500 a year, whatever they take from me, to send other people's kids to school, then maybe I'd be able to spend that on my own. 
I think that the poor would, you know, do the poor not have friends? Do they not have families? Do they not have other institutions and places that they can go and ask for help? And Mark's correct. If I hadn't been paying taxes all my life, who knows where I'd be right now? Thanks, Matt, I might for the be call. a millionaire. I appreciate it. You might. Uh, thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. Getting back to media here, uh, the poor do have churches in their community. Churches have always been great educators of people. This is the reason that the public school exists today was because Protestants in the Northeast didn't want the Catholics educating the poor immigrants for free. They wanted to, you know, figure out some way that they could do it for free. So they used the governmental coercive system to create these things in the first place. You know, speaking of the poor, Mark, uh, I don't have kids, but I spend six thousand dollars a year in taxes and uh, on property taxes, and about four thousand of that six thousand goes to the government schools here in this area. Now, I understand that educating people is important, and I value education, even though I don't have kids. I value the idea of having other people's kids being well-educated because we're all you know, part of a community, and it's important to have a well-educated community. This is one of the big excuses for government schools is that, well, we need everybody to be educated, and so it's very important. Well, I don't have a problem. If that were true, education. then the government school wouldn't kick out 20 to 40 percent of its graduates illiterate. Well, I see where you're coming from, Mark, but they don't. They don't want to hear that. They just want that. This, they just want the system to exist, right? Because they're worried about those who right. would otherwise a not system be that fails to do what they say they want. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal, but something seems to be missing. Stickers. From LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. We are launching into the third hour of this live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number tonight for you, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free. So enjoy those. Freetalklive.com. You get to create the content on the site. You find something interesting you want to share with our listeners, you just submit it over at freetalklive.com. Submit it as show prep. It pops up on the upcoming stories queue and then other listeners can vote as to whether they like or dislike and you get to vote on uh, things too the most liked entries will make it to the front page in the top of the website meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the air and our other listeners are more likely to see it and enjoy and appreciate it so where i do my show prep it's uh not only do you get to show the stories to me and lots of people send stories to me individually but you can get a bunch of other people to see the story too so it has added value yeah because half the time we're probably not going to have time to talk about it do the fact this is an open phone show and anybody can call in at 800-259-9231 so head over to freetalklive.com get interactive as we go back to your phone calls about what you want bo is listening to wfla in tampa bay hello bo 
Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, not too much. Uh, I, I actually wanted to weigh in on this whole uh, education thing and on uh, the topic of nullification, actually. Sure. Education um, and nullification? Yes. Tie these babies um, together. Uh, well, I, I really think that, that by um, indoctrinating uh, uh, kids, students, in, into this uh, public school, government-funded, government-approved you know, um, um, style of education, uh, they themselves, um, uh, or the, the educators, the administrators, actually root out the possibility of, of uh, having a strong foundation and understanding of nullification. That makes sense. Um, to take out Let's tell people what it is. Program. Yeah, what is nullification? And nullification is the ability to say no. Uh, when you have an arbitrary law, arbitrary, uh, um, uh, <laughs> somebody's telling you, you know, they know, uh, they know the absolute truth, and they have to get uh, in any other any other way of going about it. They have to get your their you know your approval, and it's it's. Uh, it really separates people from uh, allowing themselves to think for themselves, you know? Well, I think that uh, probably the, the the most operative term of the use nullification here is either in a situation where a state nullifies the federal government, um, you know, state state law, will, states will use the, the law to nullify the federal government, or juries will use the uh, their, their thousand-year right to nullify a bad law in the case of, you know, say, some prohibition's a good example um, of uh, how juries use nullification in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and and the thing, though, too, is, is it is a relative term, and it can be applied in different areas. Um, uh, like you say, from, from the states to the federal to, uh, but even, I think, to the individual as well. And, and we always have to be able to say no, especially, say, for instance, I, I happen to be, um, uh, I happen to have in, in my pipe a green leafy substance, and I have a cop come up to me and say something about it. Um, I should have the opportunity to say, no, I think um, whatever you think about it is, is your business, and I have my own, and you need to stay out of it. Um, Absolutely. But, but, More people do need yeah. to learn to say no, and I think you're right on what you're suggesting, that the government essentially, you know, through its authoritarian system, it does uh, encourage people to just go along to get along and to just take whatever comes to them. And, and well, that's just how it is. You just got to pay up the fines, pay the fees, do whatever the nice officer in the uniform tells you to do, kids. And uh, we'd be a lot more free now if people were trained to say no, wouldn't we? Right, exactly. And, and you, you end up having people like, oh, is it four colors back over there who's saying, um, you know, it's the parents' fault. You know, that, that's all it is, is, is blame the other person. You know, you don't have personal responsibility when, when, you, when you go and let somebody else decide for you. You know, if you don't have experience in making good judgments, then you're not going to ever make any good judgments. Bo, thank you for the call and enjoy the green leafy substance. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Now, parents do deserve some of the blame, though, uh, because they allow it to go on. And, of course, we've all been educated. Most of us have been educated in the government school system, so it's generation after generation of doing the wrong thing. So I don't... And it's hard to blame parents, but at the same time, if parents were to actually stand up and say no. Somebody else is going to – nobody's going to do it for you. You've got to stand up and you've got to educate – be responsible for the education of your kid. You've got to be responsible for the money in your house. And this is something that I I think we didn't get a chance to touch on is how – so many more people would be responsible for the education of their children if it wasn't for the incredible tax burden that the average uh, American pays. That's true. A lot I've of the reasons you've got two parents working is to pay 
federal and state income taxes. Tax, tax Freedom Day is coming up here. We still have yet to meet meet it. That means that the average American is still working for the government right mm-hmm. now in this sort of uh, slave labor uh, sharecropper uh, situation that, that we're all in. And don't forget that there's still – uh, property taxes, state taxes, inflation income taxes, is a tax as well. Tax, yeah, there's state income taxes. Um, <laughs> inflation's a tax. Gas has tax. Corporate sales taxes. has tax. The, every tax that a corporation pays is passed on to you when you buy a product from them. All these things they, they amount to half to sixty percent of your times spent paying the government. So what can be done realistically? We talked earlier about this briefly, and I wanted to make sure we could expound upon it. Uh, what can be done? Because if parents are at uh, at fault for this to some extent by allowing this to go on, well, okay, it's great. You can pull your kid out of government school. That's a good that's a good idea, and maybe you can make it work financially with still having to pay property taxes. But ultimately, the system itself needs to go away. Until the system goes away, we're going to have a docile, obedient group of uh, Americans that is going to easily be duped by the Republicans and Democrats into continuing to be obedient and do whatever it is that they're told and pay whatever taxes it is that they're ordered to pay. That that educational system run this one-size-fits-all monopoly run by the government has to be eliminated at some point. And that's obviously going to take a couple of things, I think. Both a political solution of inside the system solution of people who aren't afraid to propose something like that because no Republican or Democrat is going to get up and say, I think we should get rid of the government education system. That's just not going to happen. Rand Paul proposed to get rid of the Department of Education, which I think would be a huge step in that direction. That I'm surprised to hear. That's that's good to know, Mark. Um, unfortunately, nobody else is going to agree with him in yes. Washington. They're going DC. to paint him as a nutball and uh, right that he doesn't man. care about education because he you wants to get You don't care rid about of... education just because you don't want to give money to the federal government for education. The solution isn't going to come from the federal government. Okay, that wasn't what I meant by an inside the system solution. There's no way that I don't think the federal government can ever change on this matter. The nullification, though, is possible. So bringing liberty-minded people together, as we're doing here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, getting liberty-oriented people together in the same place to get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime, that's a critical step. Because right now, the people that understand that the government is an educational monopoly are very few and far between, I think. The people that are willing to do something about it are even fewer and so those few need to get together so where they can be more than few. <laughs> they yeah. need to get together in the same place to where they can actually have a positive influence on achieving educational freedom and other freedoms in our lifetime. So getting liberty-oriented parents, liberty-oriented individuals together in New Hampshire to work towards more freedom in all areas, especially education, is, in my opinion, that's the it's best the solution. Thing that can work. It's the best solution because you can have the political change and at the same time, at some point – we can also push things from the other side of non-cooperation on an individual basis to where parents who are finally fed up with this government school system and having being forced to pay for it could band together in a property tax revolt. I mean, how powerful would that be? I understand most parents aren't willing to take a risk like that. But if, if parents could come together and take that risk together – then how powerful would it be to have those those human interest stories of a of a a couple of parents and their child and why it is that they are no longer paying the 60% of the property taxes that they're being ordered to pay it's because hey i wanted to take my kids out of this government school but i couldn't afford to do it on my own so i decided i wanted to keep the money that i earned and then spend that on my child directly or on my friends children's down the street or you know together we pooled our money together to do our own education 
emotional thing as parents. I think that could be an incredibly persuasive story to have parents opt out of paying property taxes. But I'm not a parent, so I can't really lead that fight. It's just more of like a fantasy for me. 800-259-9231. I would join them. I would join them and and withhold my property taxes as well, and I would send my property taxes to educational scholarships that I'd agree with, not the government schools. How powerful would that be? Combine that with a political solution, and you've got some real change. But we need the people to make it happen. So go to freestateproject.org to learn more about that. In fact, we'll tell you about the Porcupine Freedom Festival here in a moment. Give you a great opportunity to come up here and check this uh, community out. It's Free Talk Live. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources and a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you'd like at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Hey, we've got a webcam. You can go and watch and listen and interact because our chat room is built into the same page. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that. That's cam freetalklive.com The cam is brought to you by Memory Dealers. Yeah, Memory Dealers. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. All their optical transceivers are 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. They even have customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling, if you don't have a uh, you know, need for optical transceivers, usually it's kind of a, a big business thing, uh, certainly a techie thing. They also have great prices and service on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. Check them out at MemoryDealers.com. In stock, ready to ship, via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, let's go to your phone calls about what you want. Troy, listening to WTAR in Virginia Beach. Hello, Troy. Hey, how are you guys doing this evening? I call you, I've been calling you all quite frequently uh, recently. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead gotcha. with your thoughts. Okay, because right, I've been on hold for about two hours. <laughs> I don't know how long, and my battery's about dead. Uh, I wanted to call and talk. I was on, on hold last night. Y'all were talking about taxes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to discuss uh, two quick issues with that. I'll well, actually uh, make one point, and then the other one, ask, ask your thoughts. Um, there's a, a book uh, I wrote called Getting Control, The Complete Guide to Getting Yourself Out of Horrible Debt. And there's a chapter in that that talks about the history of government and taxes, but it also has a chapter on credit bureaus. And, you know, I, I always tell people that, you know, our forefathers had a revolution for taxes. A long time we didn't have taxes, and the Civil War was taxes. And then, you know, now everybody pretty much slaves to credit bureaus, you know, with the credit score and all that stuff, and they're not even government. They have more information than the government does, and I want to know what your guys' thoughts on that was. Well, the, the credit bureaus have the information that you let them have. Um, you know, the, the, you don't have to deal with credit bureaus if you don't want to. It's an option that one takes, and it makes one's life easier in a lot of cases. A lot of people are concerned with their credit ratings and things like that, and I, I don't see any reason not to be. The government 
forces you to give them um, their information. The credit bureau looks for it. And if, for instance, you choose to you know, hide your location, either you own your property in the name of a trust or a corporation, you keep your, you keep your um, mailing address at uh, some, a, a private mailbox someplace, UPS store or something like that. And you don't have any credit cards. Yeah, you don't have to use credit cards. Um, but if you, use, if you choose to use credit, credit reporting agencies are certainly going to, I mean, the people that take <laughs> take your credit are going to want to know how good you are at paying it back. Paying yeah, I mean, so back. the credit reporting agencies perform a useful function in society, uh, but if you want to be away from them, it's it's it is possible to do that. Yeah, no, I know, I understand. Uh, you know, like the the point is, I'm just saying that all of a sudden it seems like these three private companies have control over people's lives, and they're not even government. And they get information from government officials, and this must be under the Privacy Act information, and they still find ways to get that, manipulate that. And even worse nowadays, you got Google out there, and their main job is to basically copy and download and copy everything on the Internet as it goes and grows. And then it just puts out information out there, whether even government officials want to or not. Well, I think it's preferable. I mean, um, I, th- I think it's preferable. And, you know, one could say that essentially the credit reporting agencies are to some extent sort of a private governing agency. They govern in some way or another as to whether or not you get loans and in some cases whether or not you get jobs. People, uh, employers will make, uh, d- you know, sort of decisions based on your credit rating as to whether or not to hire you. Mm-hmm. All kinds of people will make those decisions. But I like that better than I like the coercive system that the government offers. I think that, it, to some extent, it's an alternative and one that the marketplace needed. Yeah, you know, as far as the, uh, the, uh, the taxes go, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's crazy nowadays. You're talking about you got FICA, property tax, Social Security, sales tax, and don't even get me started on, like, all the little fees that they don't even count as taxes. And, man, if our forefathers lived today, they'd probably burn this place to the ground. There are other information brokers out there, by the way. I mean, it's not just the credit reporting bureaus that are gathering information on you. There are also just private information dealers. Uh, they just buy and sell people's info. They sell them to, like, mass marketers. They sell them to direct-to-mail campaigners. They sell them uh, to corporations that are doing you know, customer research, all kinds of different uh, informational gathering. You go out there, you type your name in on the Internet, like Zaba Search, uh, and you'll come up with all kinds of uh, stuff that you may not have expected would be easily accessible out there. So really, uh, what you're talking about, what I hear from you is a concern over privacy. Is that right? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, these people, I mean, it's bad enough when the government gets your information because they're forcing and they have guns and jails and stuff. But then you got these private companies that have nothing to do with the government getting information from the government. Well, uh, clearly, if the government's yeah. involved, then that's a problem, too. Uh, but if you want to be private, it's it's your responsibility, Troy. You're the one who has to take responsibility for your privacy, especially in this day and age when it's even more difficult to attain. Uh, and, uh, and privacy and, and the information that's out there is a double-edged sword. You know, On, on one hand, you've got this huge amount of information at your fingertips uh, known as the Internet, and it is possible to anonymously uh, be there. But a lot of the services that are very, very useful – Require the you know the 
essentially you dropping your privacy, like uh, Facebook to some extent. I mean, there are controls there for privacy, but Google, you mentioned. Google uh, Mail Service. Free Talk Live uses Google Mail uh, for our back end. We are the one, you know, freetalklive.com mailing addresses all go through Google. And that means that Google gets to data mine all of our emails. They get to use the content of our emails to sell us advertiser, to sell advertising in the hopes that we'll click on some ads and their advertisers will keep buying stuff through them. And I'm okay with that because I think Google's product is that great. I, I'm willing to sacrifice that level of privacy. But if you want that privacy, it's there for you. You just have to learn how to achieve it and you have to be consistent with uh, your application of what you want to be you private. You have to be consistent. Yeah, you can't, you can't uh, cut corners when it comes to privacy. Uh, there's just no way to do it. Was there anything else you wanted to share tonight? Uh, yeah, one more thing we all talk about product tech is the idea can know more about this information too about uh, maybe certain institutions like church institutions or maybe like the Amish communities, for example. Like their whole communities are not really part of the government or tax. And is, is that what the kind of community type group are y'all guys pushing for? You're, you're saying that the Amish don't have to pay property taxes? Right. Oh, I don't think that's true. I would love to see if that is true. If that's true, please send us the link and let us know because I'm going Amish if that's all, the case. All I'm pushing for is like th- this is this is the simple um, you know message. Government's a monopoly, and it's not okay to hit, shoot, or threaten your neighbor in order to get them to do what they want if they haven't haven't already hit, shot, or threatened you. Yeah, thanks, Troy, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Free, the Free State Project is not a commune. It's not a group no. of people all moving on to the same plot of not land. Not even moving to the same city. No, it's people who love liberty moving to New Hampshire in order to get active in whatever way they think is best, whether that's in the political system or doing civil disobedience or creating media or doing outreach or working as a volunteer in the community or uh, any uh, mix of the above. They're getting together in the same general geographic region to make a difference. And we already are making a difference. We just could use a few more thousand folks. And then, oh boy, things will get really interesting. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. And we respect your privacy. You don't have to give us your real name. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you'd like. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free. Enjoy them on us. freetalklive.com. Features like listening options, live streams, we've got them, broadband and dial-up versions, the latest episode of Free Talk Live running around the clock, 24-7, there over at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you'll learn about the other listening options you've got, like 94 great radio stations from coast to coast to carry the show, uh, plus our satellite options like XM Satellite Radio and our free-to-air satellite channel, plus our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to listen in from any phone that can dial long distance. Uh, go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn about all those. That's listen.freetalklive.com. We're talking Talking about the Free State Project a moment ago, I mentioned the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's coming up. 
Got about two months left. June 20th through the 26th is when it's happening. Where? The beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Oh, my goddess. They are incredible. Uh, they, it's just the, the view is just amazing. That's one thing. One reason to go to Rogers Campground for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, just the, the natural beauty of the place. But beyond that, the real reason to go is the hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people who will be there together uh, to camp and enjoy each other's company. Lots of different things happening. Uh, everything from live performances, musical bands, uh, the, the Free Keen Karaoke is going to be happening, the Free Keen Soapbox Idol as well. Uh, all kinds of uh, barbecues and lots of different people selling their wares and food sales and drink sales and uh, their agorism in action, uh, family fun activities, lots of different stuff happening and so much that we can't even tell you here on the air. So go to porkfest.com to learn more. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. That's porkfest.com. And you can get registered there for as little as 30 bucks. Actually, even less. Use our discount code to save 20%. The discount code is free talk live without any spaces. So just run those words together as one word. Put that in as your discount code. You'll save 20% on your Porkfest registration. Go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. And we will see you there because free talk live will be broadcasting throughout the entire week. Hey, you can't make it up for the week? Come up for the weekend. It's still a good time. I know that... uh, Puke, one of our occasional Sunday night co-hosts, was bemoaning the fact that he can't make it up. He's got a new job, and you just can't make it up through the the week. And I said, "Well, are you going to come up for the weekend?" He said, "Yeah, I'm definitely coming up for Saturday, uh, Saturday and Sunday." I mean, it's just if you can get up there at all, it's worth the trip, wouldn't you say, Mark? I it's it's an adventure unlike any you've ever had. All right, so Porkfest.com. As we continue with your phone calls, let's talk to Brian, listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Hello, Brian. Brian. Yes, sir. Hey, you're on the air. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, I just have a comment about the school systems. And um, my kids, um, it's funny how one school system to another, uh, kids are fine, and then they uproot and move to a different state. And all of a sudden, you know, the kids don't do what they're supposed to do or act the way they're supposed to act. They're pretty quick to say they have ADD or ADHD and push medication on them that you can buy at a street corner. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, it's uh, it, it does seem like uh, the the school system is very quick to take a child who's active or act out acts out or or whatever and and give them medication. And I think one of the reasons for that is once they can put them on this medication, then they're uh, you know they're they're one of their special ed kids. A yes, regular sir. kid is probably worth eleven thousand dollars to thirteen thousand dollars on average to a school system. However. A special needs child is worth thirty or forty thousand dollars to a school system. So the school system is financially, uh, you know, it benefits. It's incentivized in order to make every kid special, and yes. as a result, all of our taxes go up because every kid's special. And I think yes. they are all special. However, I don't think that uh, they need. I don't think throwing forty thousand dollars at every kid is somehow going to fix whatever their learning problems are. Right, and never mind the you know the overpopulation of the classrooms, twenty five to twenty seven kids, you know, for one teacher. I mean, that might not have anything to do with it, but you know, I think it does. I, I, I think mean, that you know the the more one on one that a kid can get, the better off that they are, because a, a program is going to be customized to them. Um, that's why I'm a big fan of homeschooling, because well, you know, it's it's one person, usually a person who deeply loves that child. 
who has followed them all through their learning all the time administering a program for them. They may not be the educational expert that uh, everybody is, but remember, what we need to give our kids mostly is reading, writing, and arithmetic, the ability to use the Internet and uh, think critically for themselves. It doesn't have to do with knowing a great deal of uh, science or math. Exactly. And, you know, and, and my wife and I have almost feel bullied by the school system into getting these kids on, you know, might as well call them narcotics and stuff mm, like yeah. that. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's almost though. wrong. Yeah. It absolutely is. They are narcotics. If you, t- I mean, if you, you, you have these prescriptions, these things are highly regulated. Uh, yeah. It might as well be Soma out of the book Brave New World. I mean, where everybody was doped up. They got their daily uh, dope uh, from the government, essentially, right. to keep them in line. I mean, essentially, that's what's happening to a lot of these kids is they're in a school system where they aren't being challenged. And they're so smart that they can't handle it. And so as a result of being placed in these, you know, these, this stupid system that is just completely non-customizable uh, to their needs, their individual needs, they, they act out. They're acting out in class. And as a result of that, uh, the, the school system wants to put them on dope. Exactly. You know, I'm not the most, you know, brightest person in the world, but you give me speed and I'll do just about anything you want me to. You know, <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. Thank you again. Uh, let's continue and talk to Ted listening to the TJ Network in Tennessee. Hello, Ted. Ted. Ted of Tennessee. Going once. A little confused. Um Hey, the the school system doesn't administer drugs to anybody, nor do we uh, determine that anybody should take them. Do we? Do you work for them? Uh, yeah. yeah really? I'm a teacher here in Tennessee. Have you not seen situations where the school will um, say, you know, say that uh, a kid needs uh, some kind of, uh, you know, Ritalin or something like that, and then in some cases not even let the kid back until they uh, they get that? Uh, well, you know what? As I understand it, we're not even allowed to discuss whether or not a child is on medication. And I know for a fact the last thing you can do is look at a parent or a child and say, you can't come back unless you've had your medication. Now, is this. Now, you guys are going to have to show me something that says otherwise because I know exactly what our principal tells us, and that is. You do not look at a child or a parent and tell them that they can't come back until they've had their medication, nor do you ever look at a child and say you need to be on medication. That's, that is yeah, maybe you job. as a teacher wouldn't be saying those things. That nor, would make sense. Nor do the principals or the nurses or anybody else involved in the school system. Maybe things now are different can, there in Tennessee. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard this story so many times that I, 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 I honestly, I mean, you know, I, haven't, I don't even question it for myself. So, well, I think you should. That's a very dangerous position to hold without questioning it. We have had people call and tell us those things, have we not? Yeah, no, multiple well, times. Yeah. Well, but are you I saying they're lying? I'm saying that either rules are different elsewhere, or that they're misinformed. I'll say that because I also want to ask you about this. Have you heard about the movement right now in education to? make a special effort to diversify instruction and make sure that we are teaching every child the way that they need to learn. And we also try to do the best that we can. You know, when we've got 
overachieving and underachieving and average students. I know, dude. I know you try to do the best you can. I know you do. A lot of teachers are there in this system where they are restricted in various different ways, and you try to do the best you can within the structures. I I do not blame teachers for the the state of the American public school system. I mean, I... Here's one example for you. Just to go back on your other topic real quick, there are parents who have told us that they have been told that if they don't vaccinate their children, that they won't be allowed to uh, to go to school at all, like before the school year even begins. That's true. Okay, so that one you're you're confirming. But uh, and I'm telling you, man, there are situations where, and maybe it doesn't happen in your district, or maybe it doesn't happen in Tennessee. Well, I don't know that I haven't been able to find anything just looking here right on on Google, but I'm sure that uh, one of our listeners who's up on this is going to be sending us something here uh, very shortly. Yeah, I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, and I know that you do the best you can as a teacher within this government school system. It's just unfortunate that the system is it's crippled. And there's no amount of changing the deck chairs on the Titanic that's going to fix it. It just needs to go away and be replaced by, you want to talk about diversity? The marketplace has it. Hunting, shooting, camping, apparel, auto ATV, tactical gear, survival equipment. OutdoorBunker.com is your one-stop discount shop for all your outdoor survival needs. From scopes, holsters, and knives to backpacks, flashlights, sleeping bags, and more, OutdoorBunker.com features a massive selection at incredible prices. Orders over $100 get free shipping. FTL listeners, get the UTG Deluxe Universal Horizontal Shoulder Holster for only $9.95. I've got mine. Get yours at OutdoorBunker.com slash FTL now. Free Talk Live. You can take control even in these remaining moments. Maybe enough time for your thoughts. If you are on the line, we'll do our best to get to you. If not, well, call us another night. We'll certainly be here six nights a week. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support this program, you can do that by becoming an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Join the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is a simple one. You send in $3 a month to the show. We take that money and reinvest it in the program and get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board around the world, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. If you'd like to jump on board with any major credit card, you can do it through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website to make it easy. You get some special perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum and podcast. Go get the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. Mark, before we get back right into your phone calls, uh, we've been kind of tapping away at our computers here trying to verify our claim. A guy just called in, teacher, says, hey, what are you guys talking about? We're not allowed to recommend medications to kids, and we have uh, over the years and just the, the caller before him, as a matter of fact, the guy was saying that, you know, that the school system's pushing his kids to take dope and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, the, the guy. Uh, so, so, you know, one guy's experience is completely different, completely different than another guy's experience. And, uh, you know, he was rightly saying that it's our responsibility if we make a positive statement, i.e. schools push Ritalin on kids, that we need to back up that statement. And I don't know what it's like in his particular school district or his state or whatever. But, you know, I have heard throughout the years that this is the case. Mm-hmm. I've got here from McAllister.edu. It's a college. Is, yeah, the college uh, saying uh, right here, in many instances, teachers are the best in the best position to become aware of ADHD symptoms and thus should recommend evaluations of children when they deem it necessary. Right. That so, doesn't mean that the teacher is calling the parent and saying you should do this. The teacher would then go to the administrators and say, I think little Johnny may have ADHD. 
the administrators will then likely contact the parents and let them know of their recommendation. Whether they're going to put the screws to them or not is another question. How often that happens, how often the parent is threatened by saying, well, you're, we're going to take your kid out of the government school if they don't get this medication. I don't know if that happens as often as the government school simply recommending yeah. uh, from an authoritarian position that the parents do it. And of course, the parents are trained to be obedient, and so many of them Here's will. politicians saying that I've heard of many families approached by school systems who are told that if their child cannot attend told their child cannot attend school if they are not put on Ritalin. Also, this website, Ritalin-online.com, and many educational institutions, teachers have recommended Ritalin to their students. This practice has been held for a long time. It produces significant results in studies and improving productivity. And it recommends that you buy Ritalin for your kid. And, <laughs> yes. of course, so, uh, Ritalin-online.com. Maybe I'm things just are saying, different in There's an association is. here. Yeah. yeah, there have been in, – in Connecticut, I can see that there has been a law passed that only doctors are allowed to give med- medical advice. And I think that that's a step in the right direction. But, you know, it's uh, – I, I, you know, this is our experience. Let's talk to Angela listening in California to KGOE in Eureka. Angela, you're on Free Talk Live with Ina Mark. Yes, I wanted to comment on the fact that they, as Alex Jones says, they want to dumb us down. They, the government sees our children as not belonging to us. They will allow us sometimes to have our children. But in Chicago, they were talking on the Alex Jones show also about how parents are not allowed to, to pack their children's school lunches. That's one school, yep. And... This is just part of the government scheme. People are stupid if they think that the government cares about their children. The government is regularly trafficking. And this has happened to me and my children personally, where the government has seen my children as beautiful, white, uh, little girls under three that are considered highly trafficable merchandise. What are you so suggesting? They grab yeah. children, and you're not allowed. You don't have any civil rights. They walk into your home. They do this with law enforcement. They grab your kids, and you're not allowed to speak in court. And whatever the social workers and everybody who is in this child trafficking system says goes as if God said it himself, and, and it's like dominoes. How, how does the government find out about your three-year-olds? I mean, usually they haven't uh, yet entered the government school system at that point. At that point, yes. This started for me personally when I married someone who I had known very little about. But this man had cheated from day one. I had two little girls with him. And the night that I told him I was filing for divorce Monday morning, he abducted him that night. Mm. I got my children returned to me at the police station. He couldn't even tell the judge where he'd left our little girls. Unbeknownst to me, this child that that had been molested himself back in the state of wisconsin and oh it, it produces a whole nother system of criminals because then it just perpetuates itself i had no idea that i had married someone who had been molested by his own brother and so was his sister wow. when my children were returned to me and my two and a half year old started telling me about how daddy had touched her down there. Oh, boy. I reported truthfully, word for word, not only the fact that he'd hit her on the face and told her to shut up and stop crying for me, and all of these officials were more than happy to hide this man, pretending to be the real victim of domestic violence, who only knows all the loopholes in the laws. He is out there right now looking for his next 
victims to molest his next children. Why do you feel that? Why do you feel that the government system? And I mean, CPS is awful to many, many people. Why do you, the Child Protective Services, so-called? Why do you feel that they took the, his side uh, in this matter? Well, yeah, they like- don't know what to believe. But a lot of them always side for some reason that their idea of an investigation into the sexual abuse of my child was asking this man, who's not only a pathological liar, he has a long criminal history, and like I said, unbeknownst to me as a mother. The, you know, the, everyone teaches you, the media teaches you that the, the people you need to protect your children from are people who are maybe babysitters. They don't teach you that maybe your husband was molested and that you have to even protect your children. And children that are so young don't understand. They love their parents unconditionally. Well, statistically, in in the media's defense, statistically, husbands or uh, fathers are the least likely to molest a child. Um, It's usually stepfathers or uncles or even mothers are more likely than fathers to do it. No, it's more likely that men do it than women. No, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Um, I mean, I've looked at these numbers. The fact is that it's more likely the man will be kicked out of the house, so therefore he doesn't have the opportunity to do it. It's less likely the man will even live with his kids. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's continue here uh, with your calls. Ed is listening in Tennessee. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, gentlemen. You know, the United States uses 90% of the world's riddling, and they're even putting two- and four-year-olds on this stuff, if you can believe that. 20% 20% of kids are on these drug, psychotropic uh, tropic drugs. Hmm. And uh, also, you know, you're talking about the schools. I tell you, in before 1990, before they cracked down on crack cocaine, there were three black men in college to everyone in jail. After 1990, it's gone down to one-to-one. Like I said, wow, it's wow. devastated the black communities, this war on drugs. And you do have to deal with poverty. But, of course, the war on drugs is what's keeping the poverty going is a main factor in it. But look, back to the uh, schools and all. The longest stretch on earth, it's often said, is the distance between education policymakers and what goes on in the head of kids. That's <laughs> what wow. y'all were saying. And also, look, the, the problem with the brain, it was not designed to think. Now, I want you to think about this. It kind of shocks some people. The main two functions of the brain is to see and move. In other words, uh, we have a Stone Age brain in the Information Age. And, and Henry Ford said, if thinking was easy, everybody would be doing it. <laughs> so really, uh, teachers, uh, I hope parents are listening and teachers, all teachers and parents, I'd recommend, take a little psychology. Know how the brain works. They've, they've learned so much about the brain now in the last five years. I mean, it's a shame that teachers don't know this. And, and then I wish y'all could read... Freedom and Learning from Paul Goodman. Maybe you can find it, and it was in the Saturday Review, May 18, 1968. But you would not believe what he's saying. Almost everything y'all have been saying here. Wow. And uh, I'll end with this little paragraph here, if y'all will let me. Sure. He says, James Coleman estimates the average youth in high school is there about 10 minutes a day. Now, here's Paul Goodman. Since the growing up of the young into society to be useful to themselves and others and to do God's work is one of the three or four most important functions of any society. No doubt we ought to spend even more on the education of the young than we do, but I would not give a penny to the present administrators, and I would largely dismantle the present school machinery. He wrote that in 1968. But also, <laughs> let me bust this myth, because I like you guys, the the. Uh, American education system has never been good. 
Uh, you, I can back it up with the two books written in 1950s, Why Can't Johnny Read and Education Wastelands. But anyway, I believe you. Ed, I mean, about. no doubt. I, obviously, I wasn't around back then. And I thank you for the call tonight. Yeah, it's um, just my understanding that uh, you know it used to be higher ranked. Well, right. When you're comparing governments to governments, um, you're comparing monopolistic organizations that do, don't get marketplace feedback to market monopolistic organizations that don't get marketplace feedback. Right. So even if the government of the United States education system is number one, which it's not now, but even if it was number one, it'd still be the best of the worst. Every parent would prefer to send their kid to private school than public school. See ya. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Janiel Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C. FEST.com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off. 